Good afternoon and good evening, wherever you may be in this incredible, beautiful world that we call home. So we are here with another Tea Time, an incredible game changer for professionals this morning. I am joined with an incredible lady from the Neverlands, Nehav Lagu. So I'm going to do the disclaimer and then we're going to get her bio and bring her out onto the incredible stage of Miss Liz. Disclaimer for Miss Liz's Tea Time's live shows. Miss Liz is going live using StreamYard. Before leaving a comment, please grant StreamYard permission to use your name at StreamYard.com. Please be advised the content brought forward for any Tea Time show hosted by myself, Miss Liz, is always brought forward in good faith. However, may forward, bring forth dialogue and opinions that are not representative of my platform. The facts and information are perceived to be accurate at the given time of airing. All Tea Time guests and audience participants are responsible for using their good judgment in taking any action that may relate to the discussion. The content brought forward may include discussion for some, some that may be emotionally at risk. It is significant to know that this show is engaging in discussions forms only to offer and inspire awareness and connection and is not providing therapeutical advice. If you have any questions about the disclaimer or the panelist discussion, you may freely contact myself, Ms. Liz, through my email at bookingmissliz at gmail.com. Moving forward, should you choose to voluntarily participate in this show in any aspect, Ms. Liz welcomes you. Should you decide that the show is not for you at this time, I respect that choice and I will see you in a future show. Moving forward, now I will introduce my incredible guest, but I will bring her out to the studio so you can see this beautiful lady from the beautiful lands of the Neverlands. So Neha is welcoming me in the studio. So I'm going to Hello. introduce... <laughs> Good morning, dear. I don't even know what time it is over there. What time is it? It is afternoon right now. It's it's five o'clock. Oh, 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 it's almost dinner time there. <laughs> <laughs> Big time change over there. So I'm going to just introduce you a little bit with your bio, Neha, and then we will get into a good, incredible discussion and share a good cup of tea together. Sounds so great. Neha was born in Indore, India, and currently lives in Amsterdam, Netherlands, with her genius husband, a strong-willed daughter, and an extremely gullible dog. Neha nomadic life as a trailer spouse could have cost her career as she knows what taking a break feels like. As she has continued her career journey across changing ge geographies and se sectors, here we go my tongue again, she's faced challenges and learned in the invaluable life lessons. If these challenges and lessons that have carried her to where she is today as a writer. When they have is, is in writing, she's a talented development development professional and a part-time entrepreneur. She's also been a face painter, a handwriting analyst, and a website website designer, and a henna artist. In her spare time, Neha enjoys playing improv and saying yes to the curveballs life throws at her. And when she has nothing to throw, she shakes things up anyway by doing something crazy. Back on Your Feet is Neha's first published book, which we will be talking about today during our tea time. We will also be talking about the book launch and all the incredible places that this lady has been to because she has been to eight countries and speaks eight languages. So we will speak about a lot of things this morning and this afternoon with Neha. So Neha, if you could share with the viewers and listeners out there a little bit about what you do and who you are and how you're the game changer. Sure. Uh, thank you for such a lovely introduction, Liz, first of all. 
and uh, yeah, about me, like uh, like you you read my bio. It, this this I've, I've done lots of random things. So there's no one uh, particular bucket that I fall into. But in my the profession that I get paid for is of talent development, and I work with a global nonprofit, and I work as their global education relationships manager. So that's something that I do for a living. But apart from that, uh, I've 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 dwelled into lots of different uh, fields. I've like done uh, I've done face painting. I've done henna. That's the the mainly uh, art. Uh, then I have uh, built websites. I've run my own blog. I have also uh, I've also done some theater in form of improv. Uh, went with my team to international festivals. So there's quite a few things that I've been able to do while traveling around the world. And I feel very fortunate to to be able to say this. So what countries have you traveled to? Uh, traveled to or lived in. Or lived in. Oh my goodness, you've lived in eight countries. Oh my God, girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my life began in India. That's where I grew up, um, did my education. My first job was there. Then we moved to Brazil. Um, in between, there was some period when we were in Mexico, Mexico City for a few months. Then Brazil, uh, then Thailand, Russia, China, United States, and now we are in the Netherlands. Wow, wow, wow. You've been all over, girls. So you got a little bit of everything. Yeah. So you did Northwest, East, and South. Yes. I think the Australia and Africa are the only two places we haven't been to. Is that is that in the future? Yes, I'm sure it is. I, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot left in life. So, Neha, what have you learned about yourself as an entrepreneur? So, I think um, I, 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 growing up, I never thought of myself as an entrepreneur. But uh, after I came out of my comfort zone when we left India, and I realized that I couldn't really work uh, because not every country has uh, has policies for expatriates to work, and it's not easy to find a job or get a working visa in many countries. Um, I, I realized I had to do something. I'm, I'm too restless to just sit still and not do anything. So while traveling around the world, I started small entrepreneurial ventures in different places at different times. And uh, that's when I realized that I had that entrepreneurial streak in me and I started taking it more seriously. Uh, but this, when I realized that I have an entrepreneurial streak, that's when I realized that it, it doesn't matter where life takes me or what condition I'm in, I'll always be able to find something, make money for myself, be able to, uh, I don't know, fend for myself, support myself and my family. So that was a big confidence boost that I got from my entrepreneurial ventures, to be honest. So I read in your bio that you do face painting. So is that like face painting for like parties or uh, events? Like what is that for? So I used to, when I was in uh, back in India, I, I was at a corporate job and okay. uh, I used to love it. But then I, after a point, I was like, what's next? What's new? And I used to love my company too much to quit it at that point of time. So I, I, I picked up some paints and brushes. And on one Sunday evening, I started painting on my friends' faces. And uh, it, they turned out really nice. I have some background in uh, painting and sketching. So it wasn't too bad. And oh. uh, they, they all loved it. They were all Spider-Mans and butterflies on their faces, all grown-ups, OK, in my house. But then I thought this could be a thing. And uh, of course, it's already a thing around the world. But then I started doing it in uh, Gurugram, which is a city in, um, in north of India. And um, in my free time, in the evening hours or weekends, I would just go to the, the larger malls there, uh, set up a table, and start doing it for the kids around there. And um, slowly, I, I started getting invited to events and parties because of uh, my, my interactions with the kids. and. Uh, and the paintings and they actually liked what I was doing. So so I, I started getting popular in those circles. I didn't continue it for a very long time because soon after we moved to Brazil, but I could have made it into a whole business if I wanted to at that point of time. <laughs> well, it's always nice to be different, right? I love being different, you know, and it shows in your bio that you've done a lot of different things, you know, and as we see, you're the game changer for professionals. So how are you the game changer for professionals? What exactly do you do? So um, in terms of uh, there are two, I think when you read my bio, I remember you saying that, oh, gamification, that's a completely new thing that I've heard. That, that was the very... first time I heard that word. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so how I, I've been able to use gamification is uh, 
uh, I, I founded a company called Koji's and uh, what we uh, what Koji's did was uh, we took uh, corporate trainings, the uh, the boring classroom trainings where it's one instructor who's feeding information to you in form of a PowerPoint, um, took that training and repackaged it, made it more social, more interactive, more fun in forms of missions, something like a, a treasure hunt. And we used mobile phones to, uh, to run these games or these training programs for people to uh, learn. But uh, these, these mobile games were not your couch potato games that people can just sit in one place and play. They were more like uh, Pokemon Go, where you have to go out, hunt, okay. hunt for clues, uh, find out the answers, meet people, uh, and solve the cues that, been, that have been left for you. So those are the type of trainings that we uh, design. We work with uh, some large uh, companies. And uh, that, that's one part of the gamification or games game changing that I've been able to do in my life. Uh, right now with my book, I'm trying to um, help uh, help people who've been who've taken a break in their careers, uh, primarily uh, women in India who have taken a break because of family reasons or any health reasons, and uh, help them get the confidence and the right resources, the right tools, so they can confidently enter the workspace uh, after having reevaluated reevaluated uh, re what works for them and how best to proceed in their lives. Oh, I like that. So a little bit about the book, because you just mentioned a book. So the book is called Back on Your Feet. Yes. So why, why that title? Oh, wow. You have no idea, Liz, how many titles we started with. I think my my first uh, first title was uh, was Break Ke Baad, which, okay. uh, which Baad in, 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 uh, in Hindi, which is... Uh, which is uh, one of the big, uh, the more important languages in India. Uh, Bad means after. So the title literally in my mind was after the break. But when I told it to uh, to a few people, they they said they thought it felt like a breakup, like a romantic breakup, oh, and not yeah, really yeah. a career gap or a break <laughs> in the career. So then I had to let that go. It was very close to my heart that title. And then we and then none of the titles would match that. I wouldn't like any of them. So we did a lot of back and forth with the publisher, with, with my friends, my family, my well-wishers who wanted to give their suggestions. And uh, we, I'm sure we we uh, we compared at least 25, 30 different titles. And this final title came after I ran a survey with my network on all the social media platforms that I am in. And I gave them three finalists, and this was by far the, the highest uh, the, the votes this one got. Well, I like that you did that, that you gave the your social media the that the option to pick what they would grab, you know? Oh, I yeah, like absolutely. I, I, like, I like the title, back on, back, back on Your Feet, and I like the cover. The cover is really grabbing, like the colors are really grabbing. So anybody Thank that you. wants to grab this book, this book is being launched on March 15th. So if you want, I will be putting a link up once the book launch is official. So if you want to grab a copy, be sure to grab a copy because you won't, you won't want to miss to grab a copy of this book. And thank you I, for mentioning the cover because that's another thing that I asked my network about. Again, I was in two minds. There were three, four beautiful uh, covers that my designer had come up with. And I just couldn't make up my mind. Every, all of them were beautiful. So again, my my network came through and uh, I got what 193 votes and 76% of the people voted for this discover. So it was a very clear winner. And um, they also gave me feedback on how I can make the, the, the cover even better. So I, I really owe a lot to my network and the people in my circle. Well, I like the color because you don't see it very often on a book. I have it's, a favorite color. <laughs> it's bright. It, oh, so I was right. You do have yellow. So I have a yellow top on today. I, I was like, Ooh. I think it's yellow. I think it's yellow because of the book cover. I was like, I can't find your favorite color because I asked all of the guests on Tea Time what their favorite color is. There's a reason for that because I want to know a little bit more about you personally because mm -hmm. colors do explain a lot about a person and that. So... Yeah, so oh, I was right. So yellow, see, <laughs> right. and I love the color of the book because yellow is a really bright color. It really opens the eye, right? When you mm -hmm. want, it brings attention. It's just like, look at me, I'm right here. <laughs> like, grab me, you know. So I, re I really, really like that you did that with the network. I've, you know, and the struggles of writing a book, your first book, you know, it is not an easy job, guys, to write a book. In you know. I've, I've, I've written in a bunch of anthologies, but I haven't written my own book. So I can just imagine what it is to write your own, own book. 
you know. So for the viewers and listeners out there, they have what struggles did you have putting this book together? All right, so um, struggles, I'm sure there were many, but I, I only remember the good part. I always do that. No, do the good. good. Yes. We don't do bad. We spill good news on tea time. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So I, I don't think to begin with, it was ever a book. It was um, actually the idea came to me a few years ago, about five years ago, to six years ago, I think. And I was talking to a cousin of mine. I grew up with her and she's this super talented, such a smart woman. And when I was growing up, uh, with her, I always thought that she was she was destined for something huge. She was just amazing. I was I was so impressed with her. Then uh, some five six years back, when I got in touch with her because I needed some help with my business, and um, uh, she had taken a break for uh, for her kid, and she had been on a break for some years uh, by that time. So I asked her if she'd be uh, able to help me out because I knew she was awesome and she, her talents would really put a lot of energy into my business. But then um, she said no when I asked her. And I completely understand if she, she was not interested in the work. I, 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 all, I can always take no for an answer. But the reason she gave me that, that actually broke my heart. She, she said she did not feel uh, like she could do the work anymore. Like she had the talent or she didn't have the confidence to go talk to outsiders or present to clients or even design something which she is really, really skilled at. And it, and I, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, how can, how can this five-year break after having a kid kill your self-confidence? I didn't say that to her, but I remember thinking about it. And that just kept playing at the back of my mind. And then I realized it wasn't, it wasn't just her. I had gone through the same, same phase when I had had my kid and I had to take a break. Then I started talking about this with other friends. And I realized there were so many people in my uh, network, just my close friends and close relatives who, who had never talked about this lack of confidence or lack of self-esteem after you take a break. And um, I, I kept thinking about it. I started coaching women on the side who had taken a break, needed support, some resources, or just a, a, a somebody to bounce their ideas off of so they could uh, prepare for the next interview. Uh, but those were small things I was doing. Then uh, obviously the pandemic hit. I think many books would come out of this pandemic. But and mine did too. So uh, due to the pandemic, I had to uh, take a break of a couple of months from my work. And uh, I was I just started writing one day. And I didn't know what I was writing. I thought maybe it's an article. Maybe it's, I don't know, a post for LinkedIn one day. But I just kept writing and writing. And slowly I realized that it was going to be a book. So I, I started researching uh, honestly, and then I reached out to people who had taken breaks. I started talking to them, interviewing them, and uh, getting more data to to support what I was writing. So this this uh, led one thing led, led to the other, and those two months of forced work break was when I actually got the first draft out. So I was writing for five six hours straight every day. I just I threw myself into it, and in those two months, the first draft was was ready. It it was horrible if I go back and read it I was like what what the hell did I write but I, I had to go back I had to get all my ideas onto the paper once and then I was able to go back edit it improve the language add some examples make the flow better I did all that but in those two months at least the ideas were out there so I knew that it was taking shape and I had started something big so it only took you two months to write a book First draft, Liz, first draft. Wow. The final book is nothing like the first draft. I've heard some other authors call the first draft a vomit draft because it is, that is how bad it's supposed to be, but it's supposed to be out there so you can then start improving it. Oh, my God, girl. Two months. Two months. It, it takes me like two months to write a chapter. <laughs> See, I, I didn't censor myself. I didn't edit myself. I just kept writing, 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 writing. And whatever came to my mind on that topic, I just wrote it down. And I'm, I'm a big believer of, of the uh, of the saying, say, right? Uh, don't self-reject. I also yeah. remind the readers of my book about that. Don't self-reject. If there are enough people in the world who are going to reject you, who will not like your ideas, yeah. they'll, they'll say no to your ideas. They'll give feedback on how you can be better, how you're not good enough. But yeah. you should be your your biggest supporter, your biggest fan. If you don't believe in yourself, you'll never get anything out there. Exactly. 
And I say this all the time on Tea Time, right? We're going to get judged. What do we do good? What do we do bad? <laughs> We're going to get judged. So we might as well just enjoy life and do what we, so we enjoy, you know? Uh, a lot of people are like, Nisla, are you really going to serve tea? Yeah, I'm going to serve tea because I like tea. Tea is my mm-hmm. thing, you know? So, and writing is your thing and the game changer. I do want to get back into the game because I'm a little curious. And I, I know some viewers out there and listeners are curious as well. This Pokemon Go. Do you actually go and look for like a little creature? Like, how does this work? All right. So Pokemon Go is not my game. It's just an example that I gave you. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah. (laughs) So uh, my my app was more about for corporate learning. So instead of uh, teaching people something in the classroom, for example, if I'm I'm, I'm giving a presentation about uh, Miss Liz Tea Time, what I can do is bring 30 people into the classroom, show them a huge slide with your picture on it, and the name of your podcast and everything and just tell them i feed them the information saying okay this is miss list tea time and her name is elizabeth this is what she looks like this is what she's done now this wouldn't okay you've given all the information but how much get absorbed there's always a question mark people don't really remember information that's fed to them but they always remember things that they find out when they explore something, when they oh, are challenged and they have to. So instead of bringing them to a classroom, uh, my app would send them a challenge. A notification would come on your phone and say, oh, you know what? There's this uh, new podcast uh, called Miss List Tea Time. It's your job to find out who the host of the show is. Uh, and um, if you can get a selfie with her, you get 500 bonus points. If you can't find her, but find a lookalike of Miss Liz and get a selfie with her, then you get 300 bonus points. And this information is easily available, right? People can just Google yeah. who Miss Liz is and uh, what she looks like. And once you challenge them, then that that information is more sticky. Then they'll remember what your name was, what you li- looked like. And just to get those points, when you put people in a game, even if you make them do mundane things, it'll be, it'll be fun. Like, uh, like Mary Poppins did, right? She made yeah. the kids clean up the whole room just by singing about it and making it like a game. So yeah, just introducing a game element into many of our lives, lives things can make, make it fun and uh, help us move along. So it's almost like a scavenger hunt. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I like that. I like that. That That's different. I like it. And, and, and it's true because we have so much information coming in all the time that, you know, when we just read or we just you just talk you know just dialogue sometimes people are not taking it in you know they're taking right. one or two words in but then when the the webinar is done or the conference is done they're just like uh what did i learn what did i do you know but when you put uh adventure into it you know mm-hmm. like a scavenger hunt of course you're going to remember who it is I'd, I'd be really curious if there is a lookalike like miss liz out there so if anybody can find <laughs> a look like like miss liz i would like to i would like you to send me a picture and let's see if it actually is out there and you know who knows maybe we'll create a game in the future for miss liz like yes i you think know? you should make that a challenge for your listeners and ask them to send you selfies with your doppelganger yeah exactly right i've never even thought of doing something like that that is and this is what I mean. This is why I have you here, Nehav. You're the game changer. You know, you just changed the game for Miss Liz. You just, you know, put it out there. <laughs> but a, a little bit more about what you do. What What was your favorite country that you lived in? Oh, Brazil, hands Brazil? down. We loved living there. And the, the place is beautiful, the natural beauty, of course. But the people are incredibly nice. So, yeah, of course, that place was I've... more special. Sorry? I've heard a lot about Brazil. It's really colorful, yeah. really friendly, really out yes. there. <laughs> it's, it holds a special place in my heart too because my daughter was born there. Oh. So, <laughs> so she's a little Brazilian baby. Oh yeah, she goes out telling people that she's a Brazilian but her parents are Indian. So they always <laughs> wonder what the deal is there. <laughs> she's got a little adventure herself. She's got oh, her yes. own little story coming up there. Yeah. So we do have some questions that are coming in. They're not coming into the studio, but they're coming in on the phone here. Um, so what was your biggest challenge? Wait, what was your biggest challenge in traveling so often? I'm, I'm guessing that what they mean is the, the transformation of all the moves. So yeah. what was your biggest challenge for all of the different moves? That, that's a good question because I, I I always wonder about that. People think that uh, after having moved so many countries, it's it's easy to just uproot and then uh, start a new, afresh in a completely new place. 
but uh, it is it comes with its own challenges there's no social network you don't have any people that you can fall back on but the biggest challenge i personally have is um, is getting vegetarian food so oh. i'm a vegetarian and uh, in most of these countries that i've lived in it's um, uh, english is not their primary language even secondary language in many of these places so oh. on first few days days i've always struggled to get the food that i want so after a couple of countries i realized okay this is going to be a perpetual challenge for me so what i do is the minute i land and uh, check into the hotel i go to the reception receptionists always speak english in many of these big cities um, in all of these countries and ask them to write down for me on a piece of paper i am a vegetarian do you have any options and i make them write it for me in the local language and also um, in in english so i can say it out if they don't want to read it but i take that paper with me that that paper is my constant companion for the next few weeks till i can get some basics uh, in that language so i can ask for food at least so and another question we have here is what eight languages do you speak all right so i speak um so hindi which is my uh, which is uh, the indian language then i speak marathi which is my mother tongue okay i speak uh, portuguese fairly well i i at one point i was able to give presentations in portuguese while i was there i did my mba there so i had to uh, i had to learn the language um then i speak russian uh, basic russian basic mandarin i think i've i've forgotten the tones though uh, mandarin no mandarin uh, actually or many of the asian languages they of course depend on the um, the vocabulary but how okay. you say those words will also make a difference so uh, so simple thing like ma can I, i just said it neutrally but can mean um, a mother or a horse depending on how you say it and i always oh. goofed it up i still do so so yeah so making a mistake is very difficult uh, it is very easy in, in in mandarin so i i i speak very basic mandarin then i am learning some dutch and i learned german growing up did i said in Oh English. Yes, I speak English. <laughs> I was going to say I hope you speak English when we're speaking yeah. English now. <laughs> you know how how when when you counting how many people are at the table you always forget to count yourself. Yeah, yeah right. You, you, you forget I, what I forget. you're already doing. Like whatever's on yeah. the table. Yeah, okay, you ate, you ate, you ate. Oh yeah, okay. Oh, oh yeah, that's what I eat too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So a little bit more on your background. Why the adventure? Like why the travel? Like was it always something you wanted as a little girl to travel a lot or was it just something you grew into? Uh why travel so much? And why move so much? Like was it for work purposes or was it just personal adventure? I'll I'll answer both your questions. So I um I don't when i uh, when i was born i don't think i had a lot of choice in terms of whether i wanted to travel my parents loved traveling okay. and uh, we used to go on trips every year every weekend we were out and uh, we used to go on long trips with friends and family and uh, our our, uh, our parents would always involve us in um, those were the time of uh, no internet right so my dad would get this big paper map of the place that we were going to then we'd sit down look at the roads and create a, a route of how we'll travel what places we'll see then get travel books and make a list of all the places to see so abhi i grew up thinking okay traveling is a part of life and um, after i i did my schooling i started moving for for my first uh, for my graduation to one city then post graduation to another city first job was in a, in the in a third city second job was in fourth city got married fifth city so i was traveling across india all this while i had not thought of um, traveling internationally there, back then but um, but uh, after i got married 3 uh, years down the line my husband got an opportunity to move to brazil and uh, we we didn't know anything about brazil okay i i sometimes cringe at how how little we knew about the world but back then brazil was what oh beaches football and samba we like okay we are sold we are going to brazil <laughs> we didn't think too much so so we just we just took the plunge went there and after that we haven't stopped his his company has been offering him positions in different places and we always say yes we don't think too much 
we figure it out after we get there and yeah. our daughter has also been very flexible about it and she really continues to surprise us i think she's more flexible than we are and uh, yeah every time there's been an opportunity we say yes and we move i've been able to continue my career through these moves and ups and downs so life goes on and we are happy that we are now we've traveled so much well i think that's why you're the game changer right because you you can adapt to changes really well you know and it's like you said oh, you don't think too much before saying yes <laughs> right you just do it and then you're like oh what did i just say yes to you know but you have that adventure you have that story you know uh, for the viewers and listeners out there that will watch the replay and are watching now you know sometimes we just got to be adventurous we just got to say you know what i'm just going to jump i'm just going to give it a try i'm going to go and and this is why neha like, I think this is why you're the game changer because you just do it. Like you just go at it, you know, and you give it a try. And if you fail, you fail, if you, you know, there's a new place, um, you know, uh, and, and we need to do that. And like, we need to just sometimes say, you know what, I'm just going to change, change, change the game, you know? And when I seen the word gramification, when I checked your website, I was like, I've never heard of that word before. I had to go and Google it. Yes, Miss Liz uses Google quite a bit when I don't see things and or, or new things I check. Yeah, out, I don't so. know what I do without Google either. I think parenting, you know, is, it's so, a parenting is so much easier. Yes, it is right, and, and and we need Google sometimes. You know, sometimes we see things or we hear things or we want to do some research. You know, in order mm -hmm. to find something. So yeah, when I seen gamifications on your on your website, I was like, what? That's a new word. I kind of like that word. Let's see where we can go with this. You know, let's change the game. And that's what Miss Liz does. I changed the game as well. I, I, you know, uh, after I seen that word and I knew what that word meant, I was like, oh, you know what? That's, yep. I'm a change maker. I'm a game changer. You know, that's what it is all about. So I wanted to that. <laughs> right. Cheers. Let's have yeah. some good old tea here. Like we're I having know. good tea time here. You know? There should be a, a cheer for tea as well, right? Cheer sounds yeah. too alcoholic. Yeah, I don't know. I spill the tea. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not my laptop. For all the viewers that are out there, spill the tea is actually means good news. A lot of people oh, think yeah. it's gossip, but in 1952, spill the tea and spill the beans meant good news in the neighborhood. So that's what Miss Liz says: is I bring good news and I bring good guests to the table and adventures always teaching people something new right i open the brain at 10 o'clock in the morning in canada you know and 5 p.m in the netherlands that's what i do is i just open the doors and i spill i make a mess there's a mess in aisle three somebody go clean it up because <laughs> <laughs> but that's what but, I but do. like i said i mean it's like the vomit draft right yeah. once you have that mess out there then you can start cleaning it up and you can make sense of the chaos it's, well, that's it's it, gotta right? be out there first. Yes. Yeah, it has to be out there because if it's not out there, you can't you can't fix it. You can't yeah. change it. So, so a little bit more about you, Neha. I want to get back onto the book. So I want to know where did you get the idea to write back on your feet? So I, I told you about my cousin, right? So yeah. her story stayed with me, and after I counseled uh, counseled some other women on their career breaks and help them see uh, uh, how they could take the next step. I also saw that there were lots of systemic biases in the companies. Companies were asking questions like, uh, like why did you take a break? Or do you plan to have another child if the, the break was because of childbirth? I just found this whole scene very, um, uh, very disturbing. But then I realized there's not much we can do about the societal expectations or what the companies were doing or saying. I slowly realized that uh, there were people out there who were also supporters of people who wanted to come back after break. In fact, I remember when I was, um, I had just started my company, I went to this, uh, one of the uh, Fortune top 100 companies in India for a presentation. And I just couldn't find anybody to uh, babysit my, my kid. So I was, I was standing there outside the main gate of the company, still wondering what I should do, trying to call all my friends locally to see if anybody could just be with her for like half an hour so I could go and present. And um, I met the HR head there and she was like, why can we proceed? Can we, can we go for the presentation? And I was like, you know what, can we wait for five more minutes? I'm expecting maybe this friend will call and pick her up. And she's like, why don't you just bring your daughter in? Why? What's she going to do in the conference room? She'll just sit in a place. Maybe she'll run around a little, but what's the worst that, sh that she'll do? Yeah. 
I was like, right, what's the worst that she's going to do in a conference room, right? So there are people like this out there who are supporting uh, uh, women after a break or people after a career break. And yeah. I thought it can be done if if the person who has taken a break takes that first step, can bring their confidence level up to a level where they can go out, start meeting people, exploring what's out there. Because sometimes when you take a break, things change drastically. And you, you think completely out of depth because your field has completely transformed. So at least get that confidence level up for people so they think they can still do it, for them to explore what's out there, engage with the other people in the field, and then start working towards what their career goal is. So when I realized that this, this could be a personal journey, I, I'm not going to change the whole society or government policies or people's uh, deep-seated uh, prejudices, right? I can't change that overnight. But what I can change is help people change their mindset, take that first step, work towards their goals. And that's where the, the book came about, I guess. And, and and back again, for the viewers that are just tuning in now and the viewers that will watch the replay, Back back on Your Feet will be launched March 15th, and the link will be put onto Miss Liz's Tea Time pages as well. Uh, Neha is going to send me the link so you can grab yourself a copy of that incredible book and get back on your feet too, you know, and see what adventures you <laughs> And let's make this a number one bestseller because yes. I think it's really, I think it's really incredible. And like I said, check out Miss Liz's Tea Time page, check out Neha's pages. Uh, all of her information is on my page. You can reach out to her as, as she's been talking, I've been putting up where you can find her as well. For the ones that will be listening to the audio uh, on the audio devices, all the information will be in the description box. So you can reach out to her that way as well. She's on Instagram. She's on Facebook. She's on LinkedIn, you know, and check out her website. You might you might just want to get her as a speaking guest because my God may have like you got adventure girl. Like, <laughs> so I would like to know what is the craziest thing you've ever done? Oh, wow. Personally, professionally. <laughs> <laughs> both. Let's go with both. All right. Uh, since we are talking about careers and uh, and taking a break and, and such things, um, uh, I remember when we had just moved to Mexico, I was uh, we, we had been there for a few months and I didn't, I, I'm, like I said, I'm a very restless soul. I didn't know what to do. So I was sitting in the hotel room, not knowing what to do. And uh, I just decided to take a stroll. I started, I went for a walk in the neighborhood. And um, and I saw saw the uh, what is it called Hard Rock Cafe. Sorry, I just okay. <laughs> yeah, Hard Rock Cafe in Mexico City. And I strolled in there, ordered myself a drink, and um, something struck me. I asked if the the manager was in there, um, and they were like, "Yeah, he is." So they called the manager, and I started talking to him. Uh, he was the general manager of the whole unit. And uh, he was very sweet. We were talking and uh, he saw the, the henna tattoo on my hand. It's not a tattoo, the henna design on my hand. And I'm a big, big fan of uh, henna or mehendi as we call it. And before leaving India, I, I had taught myself that art because I knew I couldn't live without it. So I, I taught myself and I, I, I would make it in my spare time. So he saw that and he was very fascinated. He was like, what is this? And I told him about it. He was like, so it's not permanent. Can you make it yourself? Do you do it with a pen? And I was like, I'm not going to answer all those questions. So I said, wait a minute. I ran back to my hotel, got a, a henna con that I had lying around and brought it back to him, asked him if I could make small design for him. And he said, sure. And I made a beautiful peacock for him on his hand. And uh, he was he was floored. He was so enamored with the design. He, he just couldn't believe the thing that I had made in, in 10 minutes and he said would you like to do it for my guests in in hard rock cafe and i said why not i was, I was sitting there doing nothing getting bored and here here he was the general manager of hard rock cafe in the city asking me if i wanted work and i said sure please bring me on board so i i within 10 minutes we were in the hard rock cafe merchandise store and he was uh, asking me which t-shirt i would like to buy uh, uh, not buy to wear then I was uh, working in, in the cafe and I, that, that's how I started. I started going there, making mehendi for his uh, their, their guests there. And I had such a great time. Of course, I was getting free food and drink, but that's besides the point. I was really having fun. <laughs> free food and, and drink amazing. is good too. <laughs> yes. And having a very, very good time. It was my first crazy adventure, I think. 
Okay, Neha, your favorite color is yellow. Could you mm -hmm. tell the viewers and guests why yellow? Oh, you're making me introspect, Liz. I like that. I, know. <laughs> I hope I can come up with a <laughs> smart answer to that. I know I've always, I always have liked uh, yellow color. It just fascinates me. And I'm a morning person. I wake up in the morning. I like to look at the sun, not, not, not think about life or or all the problems in life. And uh, I don't. I, I wish I could say I meditate and do yoga in the morning. I wish I'm, I'm still not there yet, uh, spiritually, I guess. But uh, yeah, mornings always speak to me and I love the color of the sun and mangoes, my favorite fruit. So, oh, well, there <laughs> you go. That's See? So maybe that's why. And yellow is the color of your book. So it, mm -hmm. it explains a lot about you as well. So you put your favorite color into the book, you know. So the one word that you gave me when I asked you what your one word was that to describe you as a person, you gave me the word persistent. Why did you give me that word for? Persistent. Uh, because that's, that's what my life has been, I guess. I have persisted no matter where we are in life, no matter what life threw at me, all the hardships, all the problems. I have persisted. I've kept going through my career, through my life. I... I think I, uh, like, like I said, when we moved to Brazil, we didn't think too much. We thought football, samba, beach, let's, let's go. <laughs> let's go party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then within, within a few months, I, I realized what a big mistake it was when I realized Brazil was not going to allow me to work there professionally. And I remember uh, sitting in a hotel room when my husband was in the office and just breaking down. I cried for an hour or something. I just didn't know why I had taken that decision and what was I thinking when I took that step. There was, uh, because of the time zones, there was nobody I could call back home or my friends. There was no social network there. I couldn't even step outside my hotel room and, uh, and go to the nearest restaurant or on the street to talk to anybody because I didn't speak any Portuguese back then. So, so yeah, that was, that was a challenging time, but, uh, got through it. Yeah. So uh, that's why, that's why persistence I've persisted no matter what has happened in life. And, um, well, and I, I see you as a persistent person, person. like you, 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 you know, you're that game changer, but you're persistent. Like, you know, like I'm yeah. going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to try it. I'm going to, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to be persistent and I'm going to get over there and, you know, I just push through it, you know, so right. I, I see that in you. you <laughs> well, know? You, you know what they say, one person's persistent is another person's pain in the neck. So <laughs> I don't know what people think of me. I think of myself as persistent. Well, I like it. I, I, I think you are a persistent person and, and, and it describes who you are. So now let's get into your tea. Since we're drinking tea, we're oh, having yes, tea we're together. Tea. <laughs> we're going to spill some tea now. So what mm -hmm. is your tea? So if I gave you the word T-E-A, what words would you give me? Uh, right. You you asked me that question and I, it really made me think. So when I uh, connected it to my book and uh, what I had written in it and what I was suggesting people to do, uh, I realized my T stood for think, engage, act. So uh, my book has four sections. They stand for why, kai. Kai means what in my mother tongue. Um, try and fly. So what I uh, suggest people to do is to think first, think about what they would like to do, what they're good at, what are their strengths, what are their values, and uh, what do they see around them? How have things changed around them? So figure out this think part first. Then E of your T, E is engage. Don't think that you know everything. Talk to people, talk to your friends, your family, strangers, influencers on social media, people who have uh, courses on all these different uh, online universities and, uh, and platforms. Talk to people out there, read a, a little more, engage with what's out there to figure out what life can be if you make a career change or if you continue in the same line of work that you were previously. So engage with that field, the people in there to make a better decision. And then third, of course, is to act. That all this is completely wasted if you don't act on what you found and the connections that you've made, right? So, so that's why the T stands for think, engage, and act, which is the theme of my book. 
I can say. And 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 it goes with your life too, because you had to think, you had to travel, you know, you had to engage in different countries, and mm-hmm. you know, action. You you took the action to move. Like it it really explains who you are too as an individual. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we sometimes overthink our T's. We overthink our lives and what we do, you know. And I like that you said the word engage because we do need engagement. And we do not need to think that we know everything, you know. We have to act. No. You're you're not growing if you think you know everything, you know. You're actually staying stuck in your own ego, you know. And and that's not that's not good. That's not healthy. You know, I really, I really like your tea. Your tea is a good, strong tea. We're spilling <laughs> good tea here this morning Yay. on tea time. So any, any words that you would like to get out there, anything that I haven't brought up or any questions that haven't come in that you would like to share with us today? Um, I think there's one word uh, specifically. I think the first time you asked me, what's your tea? And I said, oh, possibility for sure. Because possible. <laughs> It T T E A is how I heard it, and I thought, oh yeah, that's always there. I mean, always think of the possibilities that lie out there, and no matter where you are, professionally, personally, even when you're, uh, I mean, out there buying stuff or you're at home negotiating with your kid for less TV time, depends on where you are. But there's always a possibility. There are always options. You just need to explore them. Oh, I like that's, that you said that possibility. Possibility tea. You know, tea. you you could possibly try a cup of tea. You know, if you're not a tea drinker, you could possibly try. Oh you yeah, know? there's so many things out there, right? In just yeah. in terms of teas, coffee. Okay, no offense to coffee drinker. But coffee is is one drink. Okay, there's, you can have only so many varieties. You can. You can either change the strength of the coffee or some flavor or the origin. But with tea, it can it can be black tea, green tea, red tea, fruit tea, turmeric tea, herbal tea. You you think of anything edible and there's a tea around it. You have chocolate tea, for God's sake. You, you have every every type of tea imaginable. So yeah, possible tea. Yeah, well, possibility tea, right? You can even have a Long Island iced tea. You know, you can have a, a beverage. You could have iced tea. You know, yes. you can, there's so many different things you can do with tea. And this is why we do and we speak tea because tea is so easy to relate to. You know, yeah, no matter so what age time. you are, you know, you can enjoy tea. You can enjoy an iced tea. You can enjoy a cup of cold tea. You know, you can have a cup of tea with your grandma or your mom or with friends, you know. It's a time of gathering. It's a time of opening that door and expressing and spilling tea, you know, spilling the good news, you know, and they have, you've done that. Like you've really brightened up my morning. Like I'm not a morning person. And I'm like, Oh my God, I can do tea with her all day. <laughs> I'm glad I did. I think it's, it's thanks to my yellow tea. I got here today because oh, this is a turmeric tea that I'm drinking. Oh, turmeric tea is one of my favorites. Like I turmeric tea when I first, started drinking turmeric I was like mm, that's a different kind of flavor mm-hmm. but as I drank it more and more I really like the flavor I like turmeric with zinc and oh never and, tried and that. orange and add a little bit of squeeze orange oh my goodness yeah really good and then butter tea put a teaspoon of butter in your tea oh my oh. goodness black in your black tea it has to be black tea if you're putting butter you know there's so many different things and you can use your tea to make muffins and cookies and and stuff like that. Like once you have your You're tea, a take, true tea fan. <laughs> oh yes, I am. I live tea. I breathe tea. <laughs> I am tea. <laughs> but this is what we do, right? And we bring the fun back into it, and we educate through it. You know, we open the minds, and we just say, you know what? Spill it. Just spill it. You know, if you make a mess, you make a mess. You know, I make a mess all the time. Like I said, somebody still has to clean up aisle three over there. Like. Uh, <laughs> So I I want to before we wrap up your tea time, mm-hmm. I want to know what it is that brings you the that spark in life besides tea because I know tea does but what what is it about life that really gets you moving like gets you going? I I would have to say my childhood. I had a wonderful childhood growing up uh, back in India, and my my parents. I, I'm not exaggerating. They're the best parents in the world. I sometimes fight with my daughter to say who has better parents. I do. <laughs> trust me. I have. They, they are amazing. They brought us up 
to be really independent. They respected our, our decisions. Um, we, we got a lot of love, a lot of affection, a lot of physical affection. We, we just, we hugged and kissed and we stayed close to each other. So that, that has a, a big uh, impact on how positive I feel. Um, and now, of course, my daughter, she brings a lot of joy to my life. And uh, yeah, it just makes me look forward to what's what's next in life, what more I can do. And I've never been uh, been a settler. I never just sit down and think, okay, this is it. I don't want to do anything more. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with my job. So maybe, like I said, I'm restless. I want to do something more, something bigger than myself, something that is hard to achieve, something that is challenging. And the book is a perfect example of that. Till last year, if you would ask me, actually two years back, you'd ask me if I'll ever write a book, I would have blatantly said no. I wouldn't even have thought twice about it. I never thought I would be writing a book. But the th thought just came to me one day while writing and I was like, why not? Well, who's stopping me from writing a book? Right. So I just kept writing and it turned into a book, I guess. And it's, it's getting up some, I have some advanced reader who've been reading it and I've been getting good feedback. So I'm really positive about it. Well, that's good. Well, we're getting good feedback, right? And feedback yes. is needed for us to grow as well, you know? Oh, yes. Uh, and you know, not everyone will say, you know, oh, that was good. Don't be somebody that'll say, you know, well, you could have did a little bit more on this chapter. You could have said this, this. Oh, way. yeah, so, yeah. But it helps us because it opens up our mind as well. Okay, maybe the next book I can do it this way, you know? Right. If, if somebody tells us that we're doing it all good, then we're doing something mm -hmm. not right, you know? No, they're lying. Seriously. Yeah. If somebody yeah. says we're doing all good or we're perfect, they're definitely lying. And like yeah. I said, the first book was, the, the first draft of the book was terrible. Like it was a vomit draft. It was, I, if I read it now, I cringe. But then thanks to my editors who kept coming back to me saying, yeah, there's no flow here. Can you add an example? There's disconnection here. Can you explain it a little bit more? Can you walk the reader through what you're thinking? Because it might be clear in your brain, but it's not there for the reader. So getting all that feedback and writing and rewriting and editing bits and pieces of the book really made it what it is now. Well, and we need those people, right? We need those editors because I was the same way when I wrote out a vomit drop like you don't think of the grammar you don't think of the way it's worded you just want it out right mm -hmm. and it is a journey it truly is a journey it's an adventure to write a book so i encourage anyone who out there wants to write a book give it a try you don't know unless you try right, right. and like Neha, i i'm really excited for you and congratulations on your first book it really means a lot so to see that you've gotten out of your comfort zone you know you changed the plan and you've got a good title, like, and you reached out, you engaged with your social media people and got that feedback, you know? I don't see that happening a lot with people that are doing books. They're just writing books because they can write a book, you know? But you're getting the feedback. After, after writing the book, even while writing the book, of course, a part of that has been written by me completely. Yeah. But then I interviewed at least uh, 35 odd people when I was researching for the book. And 13 of those interviews or my talks with these people have made it to the book. Their stories have made it to the book. So getting to hear their stories, their struggles, their challenges, their successes, their wins was also a big part of writing that book. And the book is, well, part of it is uh, inspirational stories for all the, from all these people who've restarted their careers. And part of it is like a playbook where you can write down your own priorities, what works for you, what's your life situation, and then make a action plan based on what what is is best for your family, your life. So that's that that kind of feedback was also very important. Hearing from other career restarters. Oh well, I didn't know that you had put other people's stories in there. That's different too. So there's um, this book, like this book has already grabbed my attention because I love reading people's stories. That's just what I'd like to do. I I I get a joy out of seeing people overcoming stuff. Uh, it's like a big abundance for me. So oh, yeah. we're all sucker for stories, right? Yeah, we all have a story. We all have done something crazy. We've all done something. Oh, we should have never did that. Oh, don't do that again. And you know, and then we do it again, and then we're just like hard head, you know, stubborn, but yeah. yeah, we really do take a journey, you know, and I love the title back on your feet, you know, <laughs> and by the way, feet. this book back on your feet, this book has been written from an Indian perspective because that's where I grew up in. 
um, and uh, my, my, most of my friends growing up were from India and those are the people that I was able to interview, talk to and understand they have similar struggles. But I realized many of these challenges, many of these ideas or possibilities are quite universal and uh, can really help people anywhere in the world who've taken a break. So I, I would really uh, love to get people's feedback when they read it, see how they have been able to implement things from, from the book into their lives. And uh, for first, I was a little iffy about it. I was like, okay, this is very Indian. What, should I make it more global since I've lived in so many countries? Should I change the examples or uh, terminologies a bit? And then I realized I grew up watching a lot of American sitcom. And I never complained that those things were too American, right? So I thought, why not? People need an Indian perspective too, uh, to understand what struggles there are, the kind of uh, challenges that people face. And, um, and the stories of successes that come out of it. No, and this is what we need. We need successful stories out there. You know, there's so much heaviness in the world. We need the happiness. We need the good stuff out in the world. Uh, just quickly checking any further comments. If you have any comments or any questions or anything like that, just leave them in the, in the box and I will get them to Nahab and if you have any personal questions, you can reach her. She's on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And any final, final words before we wrap up your tea time? And then I will introduce the next guest that's coming up next week for an incredible tea time. All right. So if I had, had to have some last words, it'd be the one rule that I've put in front of the learners, the, the readers of my book. I tell them to not self-reject no matter what they do if they're reading the book one rule they have to follow is don't self-reject and that's the one thought that i would like to leave people with don't reject yourself there are enough people to do that you love yourself you support yourself you'll be your biggest cheerleader well thank you so much neha for joining me today and having tea and spilling tea and just having a good old time this morning like it is morning here it is evening there like dinner time yes. there in, in the neverlands and it's always a good time day. for a tea. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> it is it, it really was a good time and it was you showed me a lot and you and for the viewers and listeners out there, leave your comments and if you're watching the replay, push hashtag replay and let me know what you what you think of the guests that are coming on tea time. And we're gonna do that challenge. We're gonna see if there's a look-alike of Miss Liz and send me your <laughs> images. And I'd like I'd be curious on what you guys think I look like and what kind of images come my way. So, and I'll be following that too. Exactly, right? Let's change this game. Let's do a real good game changer here. So, my next guest will be February, uh, March 9th. It'll be Nancy Nance. It is going to be a co author of Sacred Hearts Rising coming in. And she will be speaking on trauma and recovery and all of that good stuff. She's a coach and a light and a, a healer really really soft-spoken but the soft-spoken don't let it fool you she's got a big heart this woman is amazing so she'll be joining me march 9th at 3 p.m eastern standard time then we have on march 14th we have a local um, service that will be joining us and it is for uh, mental health and addiction services and they are local in cornwall so i will be doing a local tea time so their tea time is a little different so, and that one will be done in the evening at 7 p.m. And we will have three guests. So we will have the vice, the vice chair, and the treasurer joining us for that tea time. Then we will have on the 22nd, uh, 24th, we have uh, Lisa, Lisa Carmichael coming in. And she's going to be sharing her personal overcoming and growth as well. Then we have Brave Up, a, a man from Chile that will be joining us. He is in the United States right now, but he is from Chile. So we will be bringing him in. And he has a program called Brave Up to um, detect bullying in school in the school systems and that through uh, some questionnaires that are given to the students and all that without them coming out and saying that they're actually being bullied. So then they can go in and work with the services. So we have an incredible, incredible lineup this month in March. And April's guest will be released on March 20th, so look out for that. And again, Neha, continue the journey and get back on your feet, girl. Like, <laughs> yes, thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun, and the whole lineup sounds exciting. I'll be yeah. following it with great interest. With this, thank you so much for having me. 
but thank you. And thank you to all the viewers who have tuned in today and who are watching the replay. And for all of the questions that came in, thank you. I appreciate you. And we will see you March 9th at 3 p.m. with a new tea time. And we will spill more tea. Thank you and have a good day.